Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm extremely excited for us to begin a brand new season of Weathering the Storm. We are now come to season six of this podcast on the Scattered Abroad Network, and I tell you what, it's it's hard to believe uh, that we've come this far, but I know I certainly couldn't do this without the Lord's help, couldn't do this without the constant support and encouragement from my family, uh, from my church family, my elders who have supported me in this work, uh, of course, for the Scattered Broad Network, allowing me to be able to do this podcast and to use this platform. I'm, I'm extremely grateful for everybody on the network, and I'm extremely grateful and thankful for all of you who listen uh, to this podcast and who share it, and that there's such an encouragement to me. And I do hope and pray that this podcast has helped you and will help you. Uh, That is my goal. And when I started podcasting, it was my goal, number one, to glorify God using this platform, using this uh, opportunity. But it's also a goal of mine that just to help one person, if I can help one person get through a tough time, then all of this will be worth it. And so I do hope and pray that uh, that you you are one who can listen to this. Uh, can can glean something from it, and then when you face the storms of life, you can refer back to something that we've studied, and hopefully it'll help you just to push through uh, and get through that that difficult time. So again, I'm just very, very grateful, very thankful uh, to be back with you to start this new season, and excited for the material that we're going to be covering from the Word of God. Before we dive into this study and this first uh, episode of the new season, as always, I want to give. Uh, Credit to the Scattered Broad Network, and I want to point you in that direction. If you haven't already, to uh, subscribe to our master feed. That's where you'll get content every day of the week. We have a lot of new podcasts, a lot of new hosts, a lot of exciting things going on. And so please uh, subscribe if you haven't already to our master feed. Check out all the different podcasts on the network. Also, you can visit our website, scatteredbroadnetwork.org. You can email us, thescatteredbroadnetwork at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And in fact, on the first Sunday of each month, we have a joint podcast. You can go to our YouTube channel, subscribe there, and you can see us uh, live and in person as we podcast together. And so, again, just very thankful that God has opened up this door of opportunity. And I'm very humbled and honored to be on the network and to be able to have this podcast, Weathering the Storm. And again, I hope and pray that I can help somebody somewhere, some way, somehow, to get through a difficult time by looking unto God. As we come to this new season, we begin a brand new study. If you were with us last season, season five, we studied the life of Peter. And so it's been my goal and and kind of an idea that I've had to go back and forth between the Old Testament and New Testament. We've kind of laid the the foundation for this, this podcast in the first few seasons. We looked at different storms, kind of a topical study. And uh, last last season, we studied with Peter, and now we go to the Old Testament. And if you listen to the last episode of Season 5, you know that I've already announced this. But for those of you who may not have, I want to let you know that we are going to be studying the life of Nehemiah. I want to encourage you as we begin this study to go ahead and read through the whole book. Uh, take your time, dive into it, think about what is being said. It's It's an incredible book. It's very unique. And it's a wonderful narrative account that you can read, you can follow. And so again, I want to encourage you to read 
the book of Nehemiah for yourself, and that will only help us as we study. And so we're going to be looking at the entire text this season. We're going to be breaking down different sections. Uh, we might have some mini-series going on uh, throughout this season. But in this first episode, we just want to ask ourselves the question, why are we doing this study and, and why should we care? You know, why should we care about the book of Nehemiah and his example? What can that mean to my life? And so you might be saying, well, I'm going through a storm. I'm going through a difficult time. I, I, I don't see a way out. I, I'm looking for guidance and for help. Perhaps this is the podcast for you then. Because as we study Nehemiah, our main focus this entire season is going to be weathering the storm when a leader needs to step up. How can you weather the storm and you're looking for guidance? You're looking, how can I get through this and arrive safely at shore? You need a leader. You need a pilot. You need a guide. And of all the examples in the Old Testament, yes, we can talk about Abraham and Moses and Joshua and others who were great leaders, and they were. But to me, you just don't find a better example than that of Nehemiah as, as a leader. A leader of God's people, a leader of getting the, the most out of others. And, you know, as a preacher, as a father, a husband, a coach, a teacher, a, a camp counselor, the different things that I try to do, leadership is something that's very important. And, and I strive to, to be a good leader, and I know I've got a lot of work to do. And so this book and this study, I'm hoping I can learn a lot too and apply it to my life to be a better leader. Uh, because, you know, men who are listening, when you're a father and you're a husband, you are a leader. You are the spiritual leader of your home. And, you know, you can't shirk your responsibility. You've got to provide and you've got to lead. And this book, uh, again, the example of Nehemiah, what a great leader he was. And so certainly the lessons that we can learn from this book, we can apply today to help us navigate through our storms and be encouraged by the example of Nehemiah, who, who definitely faced a lot of different storms that we're going to talk about. But the way that he was able to lead, keep his head held high, and to keep focused on the Word and the work and the will of God is extremely valuable and encouraging to us. Of course, the Old Testament is written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope, Romans 15.4. So yes, we're uh, New Testament Christians, if we can use that language, Understanding that we follow the New Testament pattern, the New Testament plan. But that doesn't mean the Old Testament isn't extremely valuable. The Bible says that all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. That, of course, would include the Old Testament. That would include the book of Nehemiah. So now we've noticed why we're doing this study. We're doing this because there is such a great need for leadership in our world, in our society in our own personal lives. You know, we've, we've got to be able to uh, grab the bull by the horns and, and move forward and, and step up. And so hopefully by looking to this example, we can have a better grasp and a better understanding of what it means to lead and what it means to do the will of God. So let's think about who Nehemiah was. Before we ever get into the book, let's look at some background information and then in our next study, in episode two, we're going to talk more about what happens with Nehemiah, the problems that he faces, how he addresses those problems, and really we're, we're introducing to his character and his integrity in uh, episode two. 
But here's some introductory material for our study to kind of lay the foundation, the groundwork for what we're going to be talking about the rest of the season. The name Nehemiah means comfort or encouragement from or of Yahweh. And so to be comforted or encouraged by God is what this man's name means, which is extremely impressive when you study the life in the book of Nehemiah. And with that being said, it is uh, commonly uh, accepted that Nehemiah is the one who wrote this by inspiration. Uh, there are some different views on Ezra and Nehemiah being one book. Certainly their work is intertwined. We even read about Ezra the scribe in Nehemiah chapter 8. But there's no reason to doubt that according to Nehemiah 1 and verse 1, these are the words of Nehemiah, and that by inspiration he would write really what's a biography and an autobiography in a lot of ways. Sometimes he writes in first person. Sometimes he's he's kind of just laying the narrative and showing the audience what takes place. But we think about Nehemiah, whose name means comfort of Yahweh, who is writing these words down. The date of the book of Nehemiah was during the Persian rule around 430 BC. We're going to get into more detailed time of that in just a moment. But it is interesting when you think of the dates and when you think of the time when all this happened, you're looking at hundreds of years before Jesus was even born. God was already working through this plan. And really goes back to the book of Genesis and even before time began, the eternal purpose of God, Ephesians 3, 9 through 11. You know, God knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that there was going to be a people that he would bring forth and that through, uh, through the seed of, of woman, according to Genesis 3.15, from the tribe of Judah, Genesis 49.10, from the seed line of Abraham, Genesis 12.3, he would send forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, Galatians 4.4. 4. So all of this in the big picture is preserving the seed line for Jesus to come into the world. So that's what we're talking about, really, if we peel it all back. The captivity, the return of captivity, all that took place, the rise and fall of nations, it was all to bring about the Son of God into the world. But as we think about the time period, the time element, like Ezra, Nehemiah wrote regarding the period following Babylonian captivity. And when you study the books of First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, you read about the captivity. And you read about the, the cause for it. You know, they, they left God. They're serving idol gods. They're not doing what God would have them to do. And so he's going to essentially punish them by allowing them to go into captivity. He's going to use other nations, other world powers like Babylon, Medo-Persia, and Greece, these other nations that would rise up to afflict his own people. And then he would turn around, divine economy, and he would destroy those nations, like Assyria, who took Israel into captivity. But here we think about the Babylonian captivity. Babylon was the world power. And Nebuchadnezzar was, the, was the, the captain of the ship, if you will. He's the one who's leading the captivity. And so the three dates, the three ways of captivity, you have 606 B.C., 597 B.C., and then finally 586 B.C. God's people, the Jews, would be taken into Babylonian captivity in those three waves. And there was a lot of damage done. Nebuchadnezzar would come through and he would burn and destroy the city. And so as you take the people out and the city's in ruins, you read the book of Jeremiah and Lamentations, for example, it's as if you're watching a funeral procession of the city of Jerusalem and all the history and all the things that happened and how sad it must have been. And that's why Jeremiah's called the weeping prophet as he writes the things that he sees. But again, that's the time element. That's what's going on. And so 
the three ways of captivity show that God's people are going to be taken captive and they would be in captivity for 70 years, as was prophesied by the prophet Jeremiah. But then we have a man by the name of Cyrus. Cyrus, who was named by God long before he was even born. He was God's shepherd. He was God's tool used by God to give a decree for God's people to come back home. We read about this Cyrus decree, 2 Chronicles 36, 22 and 23, and that almost word for word, the same information is found in Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. So as there were three ways of captivity, there were also three returns from captivity. 536 B.C. was Zerubbabel, 457 B.C. with Ezra, and then 444 B.C. when Nehemiah came back to rebuild the walls. So the book of Nehemiah, the focus is on the last of the returns, and it covers a period of time from 444 B.C., Nehemiah 1.1, to 432 B.C., Nehemiah 13.6. So now that gives us some background information to the book of Nehemiah, who Nehemiah was, the time element, and what's going on in the big picture, the grand scheme of things, and why this study is so valuable and so important for us. When you continue to think about Nehemiah, we find that he was the king's cupbearer, and that's chapter 1 and verse 11. You might say, well, I'm not really familiar with what that is. The cupbearer was an honorable position. It was a very important position. He was somebody that the king would trust. In fact, the cupbearer's duties involved testing the wine and the food. So, you know, he's putting his life on the line. What if the food was poison? What if somebody had done something wrong to the food or to the drink? The cupbearer is the one who would drink it first, and he would make sure that the king's diet, the king's uh, well-being, make sure he was taken care of. And so he had to be somebody of great character and great integrity. And we're going to read in chapter 2 about the moral character of Nehemiah because the king trusted him, trusted him with his life. And so the cupbearer stood between the king and death. So if you've ever wondered, well, I wonder if that's important or not. Oh, yeah, it's extremely important that Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. Again, that's chapter 1 and verse 11. And here's what's significant about this. As we dive into this study of Nehemiah, he, he could have stayed in the king's court. He could have continued in a life of ease. But when he hears that the walls of Jerusalem have been destroyed with fire, when he hears that the city is in ruins, when he hears that it is uh, under scorn of, of others, it hurts him to the core. It hurts him so deeply that he can't sit back and do, do nothing. Again, yeah, he could have just stayed at home. He could have just stayed in the king's court. He could have continued doing what he's doing and not worry about it. But as a man of God, one who's concerned with God's people and concerned with doing God's will, he couldn't sit back. He had to get up and he had to stand up and he had to lead. You know, when you think about that, how he was willing to give up a comfortable position for a higher calling of duty, can't help but think about Moses. And we mentioned earlier, when you talk about God's people and leaders, Nehemiah and Moses are mentioned in the same breath. According to Hebrews eleven twenty four through 27, Moses grew up in all the way of the Egyptians. He was right there. He had all the riches. He had all the, the things he could have had, but he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin before a season. He forsook the treasures of Egypt 
because he held in higher esteem the treasures and riches of Christ. It's so powerful to think about that. You know, these men, these, these leaders, they could have just stayed put and, and just been at ease, been comfortable. And, and that's a real storm that we face today, isn't it? And it's so much easier just to sit at home. It's so much easier just to, you know, keep doing what's easy and comfortable. But you got to be able to step out of your comfort zone and, and be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. That's what, that's what leaders do. And so here we have Nehemiah who steps out of his comfort zone and he steps up to lead God's people. When you think about the book of Nehemiah, again, it's, it's such an incredible study. I, I would encourage you to read and study. And as we go through this every week, as we come back to the text, hopefully you've already been reading, you've been studying, and it'll only help us as we work through this together. But I'd like to provide an outline for you. And, and I'm sure you can find a ton of different outlines, but I have found some material uh, in preparing this and studying this, really some material I didn't know that I had which is always awesome to find. This is an outline provided by Brother Garland Elkins. Brother Elkins uh, passed away. It was my first year at the Memphis School of Preaching in 2016. And that summer, I got to go and, and meet him for the first time at his 90th birthday party. And what encouraged me and impressed me so much was as he was in there, he was quoting scripture. And he was talking to us preacher guys uh, about what we we're about to be doing. And I was encouraged by that, but that was really before I knew who who he really was. It wasn't until he passed away that uh, when I really started to realize what a what a spiritual giant Brother Elkins was. And so I found this material that he wrote on the book of Nehemiah, great material. I'll be referring to some of his material throughout the season, but I want to offer this outline that Brother Elkins provides of the book of Nehemiah. And hopefully it will help you as you begin your study of the book. In chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, we read of Nehemiah's grief. Again, this is when Nehemiah is addressed, the problem is addressed to him about the city of Jerusalem and, and the situation going on. So Nehemiah's grief is chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Second, we have Nehemiah's prayer, chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. We're going to spend some time on that prayer. It is a phenomenal prayer. And certainly one that we could pray in times of trouble that can help us weather the storm. Third, we're going to notice Nehemiah's success. Chapter 1, verses 11 through chapter 2 and verse 11. Fourth, we'll notice Nehemiah's earnest work. Chapter 2, verse 12 through chapter 4 and verse 14. One of the key verses in the book of Nehemiah is chapter 4 and verse 6. The people had a mind to work. They strengthened their hands for the good work of God. They worked together, and they rebuilt the wall. Next, we'll notice the bitter opposition to Nehemiah, chapter 4, verse 15, all the way through chapter 6 and verse 19, as we read about Samballot and Tobiah and others who came and opposed the work that Nehemiah did. That's certainly a storm, isn't it? Uh, even as we as Christians face opposition today. But then finally, chapter 7 and verse 1 through the end of the book, we'll notice Nehemiah's final success. Not only did he rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, but he helped to restore things that, that needed to be restored. There was more broken in Jerusalem than just the walls. Uh, there were some spiritual walls that had been broken down that needed to be rebuilt. And the, and the people needed encouragement to do what God would have them to do. And that's what Nehemiah is all about. 
And so I thank you for listening to this first episode of season six. Again, we are weathering the storm with Nehemiah this season. And, uh, and it's my hope and pray that God will give us men like Nehemiah, that we'll have leaders who are selfless, leaders who are interested in the well-being of others, and leaders who are devoted to God's cause. We are facing a storm today in our world and in our society. And unfortunately, a lot of the world has crept into the church. And you have a lot of members of the Lord's church who have one foot in the world and one foot in the church, not realizing the danger that Satan owns the fence. You can't straddle it for too long without being in great danger. And so we need men like Nehemiah. We need leaders. And you may be listening to this podcast thinking, well, what can I do to be a better leader? I know that I need to be. Keep that open mind. Keep that thought in your heart. And as we study through this, let's all strive to be better leaders to the glory of God. Again, I thank you so much for listening. I'm excited for this season. Hope you'll join me next week as we dive into episode two, thinking about Nehemiah, the problem that he faced, and the prayer that he prayed. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.